0: It's about that time for some nosebleed seats. The show everyone can afford to listen to. Zach Walshuk alongside Eric Chiafalo. And another NFL weekend is history. NFL Week 15 is in the books. And my, oh, my, Mr. Eric Chiafalo. Was it one after last weekend's greatness? This weekend, subpar. Very, very subpar. Really? I thought so. Maybe because just things, I think it was the lack of offense that really got me. And I don't mind the lack of offense, but in certain games where you expect it, it leaves me feeling disappointed. Such as New England and Pittsburgh. Always a shootout. Big Ben, Tom Brady, Edelman, Brown, Gordon, Juju, Sony. Jalen. You got players all over the field. It's always high scoring. It's always fun. Give me a 34-31 barn burner. No. Nah, no. Nah. Didn't quite end up being like that. Not at all. In fact, I think and I'm going to go on record and I'm going to make a bold statement right here on the Nosebleed Seats podcast. To open the show I'm not even waiting Wasting any time Oh what the hell Is happening I'm right about now? to spit Liquid magma Get your ear holes Ready Oh my gosh All my holes are ready Crowell finds the hole Tommy Brady TB12 Don't say it He's Don't do it Hitting the downward slump Tom Brady That we know and love Is no longer there His process of declining Has begun that is a game Tom Brady would never lose. And they lost that game in part because of him. I've never seen that happen. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick do not lose to the Pittsburgh Steelers ever. Brady didn't play well. That team's beatable. They're 9-4. and four. They're not that good. And Brady is not the Brady of old. Listen, I can't
1: disagree with you. Certainly, I've seen Brady over the last two weeks. In the game against the Dolphins, and now this game against the Steelers, he's had two of the worst decisions I've ever seen him make. In the Dolphins game, it was at the end of the half when they had no timeouts and they were right near the goal line, and he took a sack instead of throwing the ball away and being able to kick three. He takes the sack, clock runs out, they don't get points there, they end up losing the game. And then in this one, it's towards the end of the game, I think it's the fourth quarter, and they're in the red zone or just outside of it, and he just lobs it up where you think he's trying to throw it out of bounds, but he just throws it up, and Joe Hayden ends up intercepting it, coming down with it, and again, costing his team points and, and in a sense, losing his team in the game. Those are two Tom Brady decisions I, I've really never seen him make. So, to me, that's the most interesting thing, because I imagine, you know, his, his physically, his arm, that sort of deal, that's going to end up declining Father times undefeated. We know it's going to happen at some point. But to me, it's been interesting to see a couple of these decisions over the last couple of weeks where I'm like, gosh, like what? That's not that's not Tom Brady. And I think the other thing for them is one their defense ain't that good and two Rob Gronkowski is absolutely Gronk is
0: also done. I think I think Gronk's Gronk reti- also done. I think Gronk's retired.
1: 100%. I I I, I, I came what? away from that game thinking Gronk is literally going to retire at the end of the season. This yeah. is the last season he's going to play.
0: Yeah, I 100% agree. And when you have the comments of him last Super Bowl, anytime retirement's in your brain, you're done, in my yeah. opinion. yeah, you're, you're you're halfway out the door. And well, last year after the Super Bowl, he said it. He did. He wasn't sure if he wanted to come back, and it lingered in the offseason. He came back, and you can see now why he thought it.
1: And the Patriots knew it because the Patriots knew that he was feeling that way, and the Patriots knew that his body physically was deteriorating and he's literally he's made of wires at this point and he needs some WD-40 yeah I mean that's literally what his body needs right now all his
0: stuff is just not working right and that's why
1: they tried to trade him If you remember they 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 did they tried to
0: trade him to Detroit yeah they tried to get him over there to uh, Fat Patricia and Brady said no
1: Fat was like hey yeah we'll take him I mean I know he's deteriorating but I'll let Belichick screw me on the way out why not and for some reason, it fell through. I can't remember exactly why. I guess it, I guess it was because Brady said no. I'm pretty sure no.
0: Brady and uh, and, Kraft. and Kraft. yeah, Craft is a Brady guy. Sure. So Kraft's, well. If Tom's not into it, then no. Gronk's well, our boy.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. And so, so to me, that's that's the problem. Obviously, you have Brady on his decline. Edelman's not quite the same, and Gronk is nowhere near the same Gronk that you that we're used to.
0: Yeah, it's an aging football team. And Bill Belichick, I can understand. He's, the writing's kind of been on the wall. Like He's kind of been preparing for his exit. I think this is the offseason where it all comes crashing down. And I, I think this is it. I think we're starting to see the twilight. This is the last Patriot run, in my opinion. And ultimately, I still don't think they're going to get there this year.
1: You know, this This will be the first time since, I don't know, 2009. I think every year since 2010, the Patriots have had a first-round bye in the playoffs. And it looks like after this weekend, the Texans have jumped them. And they're on the outside looking in of getting that first round by. And they seem like they desperately need it. They are old and slow. And they could use a week off more than any other year probably in the past. And they're probably not going to get it.
0: Yeah, I think they're done, man. I really do. It's just so unpatriot-like. And the AFC is so wide open. And they still probably would beat Houston because they always beat Houston. But I think them not getting home games... We'll expose them. In the playoffs, they've been unbeatable at Gillette in New England. When they've had to go on the road, they had to go to the AFC Championship game in Denver, they lose, right? So I think it's huge for the rest of the AFC now to potentially only have to have one road game in New England, which would be the wild card round. And then you could have the Patriots have to go to Houston and then maybe go to Kansas City, whatever it may be. Yeah. I mean, I, I still, be, listen,
1: being a Dolphins fan and how jaded I am, I, I'm not ready to say they are completely done, at least for this season.
0: No, uh, no, no. I, I still think they have some sort of, they can pull something. Yeah, for something. this season, but this is their last ride, man. I'm telling you, for the, this is it. Like, I won't for disagree the future, with
1: that. I won't disagree with that.
0: And I think this year they're very beatable. A- and no, for and sure. the fact that they don't have the bye, the points that you just made... I agree yeah, 100%. Them on the
1: road, I don't trust them too much on the road. But now if you think about I mean, you think about going to Houston on the road, I don't know, Brady and Belichick in Houston, it's a Houston team that just like from They've the past, always had like, success eh. against
0: Houston, and they've already beaten the Texans once this exactly. year in the season opener. So it's like, okay, but so maybe. you'd say the same thing against Pittsburgh. Like that was yeah. not a game that they lose. Yeah. Even last year's team. Brady and Belichick don't lose. A 17-10 to loss to Pittsburgh? And yeah, I agree their defense isn't that good. They still held the Steelers at home to seventeen points. That's not bad. I mean, hell, sexy Rexy Rex Burkhead's making special teams plays out his ass. That's true. That's
1: true. That was unbelievable. Oh, what a great out to play, sexy Rexy. Yeah, my Did you man. hit your boy
0: up after that? Uh, of course. I said, hey, brother. No, I didn't hit him up. He didn't say, hey, man, he we should pee me. together. He, he, did, d- he doesn't remember me, man. No way. He'll never forget that helmet of yours. Maybe the face. You
1: know, I think. I think he'll remember the shaft more than the face. All right, fair. Now that was an incredible play, by the way. Shout out to him. Shout out to Rexy. Sexy Rexy. Big time. Now I do now you've you've made one you've made two bold statements. Bold. One of which I agree with, the whole Patriots thing. What was the other one? That this weekend of football was bleh. It was bleh. What'd you
0: say? Didn't you say it was meh? It was meh. Was it meh? It was meh. I yeah. It was underwhelming. It was disappointing. 49ers beat
1: the Seahawks. Josh Johnson got a win. Steelers beat the Patriots. Eagles beat the Rams. Crappy weekend. Lamar Jackson's running all over the place.
0: So it Bayard's starts. got off, a nice close victory over the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, like woo! And how about Aaron Rodgers, huh? It's, it's time Browns get the victory over the Broncos. Rip it on Rodgers too. That dude's a b. Aaron. Yes. You got problems with him. I got problems with him.
1: Yeah. Overrated. Well, there was some sort of there's some sort of stack going around right now where it's like just like. Bad play. It's like literally like a bad play stat. It's literally called like how many bad plays did you have? And supposedly Aaron Rodgers has more bad plays than any quarterback in the league. Like I, and it's get, like two hundred and fifty five.
0: Yeah, it's bad. I get the fact that his his supporting cast isn't the best. No, his
1: coaching staff bad. Not He's got good. Philbin on the sidelines. Yeah, he his used coaching aren't good.
0: But at the same time. He takes some blame. He needs to take some blame. He deserves some criticism. I get that he's super talented, and I'll never say that he's not. The dude's maybe the most talented quarterback I've ever seen. But he has underperformed throughout his career. And I know it's a team sport, and all the blame does not fall on his shoulders. But up until now, he's really kind of been getting away scot-free. And I think the time has come to start to look at A-Rod and say, man— he always seems to be a little bit hurt. He doesn't seem to be that great of a leader. I think he cares more about himself than he does anything else. And those aren't qualities you really want in your quarterback. I think he's got a little bit of Jay Cutler in him.
1: Yeah, he does He does have a little bit of that. You, you've heard Greg Jennings, former Packers receiver, come out and talk about how Rodgers' personality it can be extremely off-putting uh, and he can be dismissive and arrogant and that whole deal there. But at the end of the day, Rodgers is still the best thing that they have, and the only reason why anything good has come from that franchise. Hasn't the last been a few lot of years. good. No, I hear you. They, they got a lot of trouble. They, the Packers, Packers got a lot of issues. Now the Bears, on the other hand, in the NFC, might be feeling like the favorites right now.
0: Yeah, ten and four, and Trubisky's not playing poorly. I mean that's Certainly, really the key
1: is if Trubisky doesn't play yeah. just
0: well, awful. I think that he's he's very much like uh, Dak in certain ways. Now they run him a lot more, which I still don't understand why they don't. The Cowboys don't run Dak a lot more, but Trubisky very erratic as a passer. Uh, Will hit some, but he was on on Sunday. He was very effective. Oh,
1: yeah, he made some plays. 20
0: of 28, 235 yards, a couple of touchdowns. Sunday was one of his better passing performances, but there have been a lot of games where he's looked really ugly throwing the football. Oh, yeah. But he succeeded because of his running ability.
1: Yeah, his running ability, their team running ability, the running backs they got right now, Tariq Cohen, and that big and that bunch. And Jordan Howard. Yeah. yeah, Howard, of course. It's uh, a great one. And, and then obviously their defense, and then their home field advantage when you think about their style of play and if they can get some some home playoff games that Rams loss gonna was huge be, for them that Rams loss was huge for them they might be able to do something in a team like the Rams a team like even the Saints even though the Saints are much more a running and what you would consider maybe even a power team than than off the top of your head that you usually think about the Saints but still the Saints going to Chicago would be a nightmare for them as well though I don't know if that can actually happen
0: as of right now, no. As of right now, the Saints are the one seed.
1: Yeah, they're and feeling good. And the Bears good.
0: are still sitting there at three. If the Rams drop the down
1: to three, which I don't know how likely that is, but dang, there are Well, let's trouble.
0: look. Okay, so the Rams are one game up in the division. They've got – let's look at who they've got left on the schedule. They play at Arizona, and then they've got the 49ers at home. Yeah, so, you so would you'd think, think they that they'll would... win both those yeah, games. Yeah, but you never know. But big, I thought big, that they'd beat the Eagles. Yeah. And they looked like crap. I mean, the Rams looked like a shell of themselves or about really outside of maybe two drives in the second half. They didn't look like the Rams.
1: Well, their offensive line is not what it was last year or earlier this year. They are not the same. I mean, the, the amount of pressure that Goff's getting is crazy, and he does not do well with pressure. Goff looks terrible. I mean, he's literally played like the worst quarterback statistically in football over the last couple of weeks. He's been really, really bad. And you couple that with Todd Gurley being injured unhealthy knee issue whatever it is that's problematic this is not the same rams team that we saw earlier you may uh, did they peak too early well they're not really healthy right now and their offensive line playing terrible and that defense you got all these guys you got marcus peters who will get to him in a second goodness gracious did he have a moment but uh, <laughs> oh, really? yeah. but man you got aaron donald you got sue you got all these guys in their defense is not very good you got nick Foles out there making you guys look like a bunch of schmucko's
0: yeah, Wade Phillips is doing what he can, but uh, they are really not playing well. And it's crazy because they looked so damn good for the first ten weeks of the year. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, Goff started turning the football over from that Kansas City game. Well,
1: their offensive line gets a little banged up, and the they line playing isn't playing well. as well. And then Gurley gets banged up, and then you've you've already lost Cooper Cup. You cannot lose games in the NFL and still win.
0: Who was one of your injury? It's a long playmakers. season, man. It's yeah, a long. It is basically. It's, you know, it's, it's a battle of attrition, no doubt. Absolutely, absolutely. Stay healthy and peak at the right time, which is kind of why I was hoping. And I guess we can get into this now. But I was really hoping the Cowboys would come out and beat the Colts. But I was nervous. I was nervous, very, very nervous. And I told you, I, I didn't really know what to think about this game. I could see this being a game that they would lose. It just felt like the time was coming, like a letdown game. They'd won five in a row. They were coming off an overtime victory against the Eagles. Very emotional, high-energy game. I could just tell a letdown was coming. But if they had been able to beat the Colts, man, that would have been nice. They could have won the division, and the last two weeks you got a chance to just Rezzeek, Rezzeak, Martin, go ahead and get everybody healthy for the home stretch.
1: Yeah, I think it was pretty obvious. I know last week he talked about it in Cowboys Conversation where – You know, it just felt like the timing is right to take an L. They absolutely needed the game. You guys certainly didn't. Probably thought that the Eagles would lose. The Redskins would lose. Shout out to Josh Johnson versus Cody Kessler. That's an absolute plight on football. Uh, But, hey, huge win for Josh Johnson. bleep both those guys. uh, This is just a little tease. Bleep you, Josh. I should call that in the biz. Uh I got a little Josh Johnson thing for you coming up here a little bit later. What
0: do you mean by a thing? Uh,
1: just just a little uh, just a little stat for you. But back to your Cowboys. Yeah, I think we all figured this was probably going to be an L. Now I think it was sad to see that it was it was as bad as it was. You know, I wasn't expecting a twenty-three to nothing sort of deal, but you can see uh, this offense when when times are bad. This offense can really crap the bed, and if the defense isn't completely carrying the team. You're in trouble now. That was probably the saddest thing, um, was the defensive line getting absolutely just dominated through and through, bullied through that entire game. That was sad to see your defense get dominated yeah, like they that. they just the didn't show line. up, man. They didn't show up. They at really all. Didn't, show they up. didn't show up. Show up at all. I mean, I think, that this defense, kind of thing can happen. This oh, kind of thing can happen. It was, just, it, was, it was, it was, it was
0: prime setup. Yeah, just they've won five in a row. The stars were aligning. They are going on the road to play a pretty good football team. who has got everything to play for. Not that the Cowboys don't. Of course they had everything to play for. And it's no excuse. You know, it's no excuse for a pro football team to just go out and lay an egg like that. But the offense came out, had a really good drive, went right down the field. Field goal gets blocked. Defense goes down. and, And they showed that stat in the game. The Cowboys had only allowed 14 first quarter points all year. Yep. The next closest, I think, was the Bears, who were somewhere in the late 30s, 36, 38, Yeah. somewhere like that. So the gap between the Cowboys and the rest of the league was insane, and they just get right— I mean, the, the, the run defense was disgusting. They made Marlon Mack look like an all-pro. Dude, your defensive line got bullied. They got pushed around, and what was worse was all these—whether run. Whether it was Mack or it was Hines, it's like— five yards boom finally there's somebody in the vicinity to tackle him and the linebacker jalen smith missed tackles he hasn't missed all year they just didn't play well they didn't show up it was a bad game no energy and the offense just again the red zone struggles continued and the later and later you got in that football game it just became apparent that man we just don't have it today they're flat and zeke does look like he's a little i mean it's very important for them you beat the buccaneers on sunday so that they can go into that game in New York and not have to play some of these guys
1: man what they did at the end of that game with zeke was the dumbest thing i'd ever seen
0: yeah i agree with you but i I knew like i got a text from a buddy of mine that said they need to take zeke out of this football game yeah and i didn't disagree but i just knew it wasn't even up for debate i just knew it wasn't happening that's just so ignorant man. it's just so stupid. haven't changed their offense in 20 years it's
1: really 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 annoying I mean, my goodness! If I was Zeke, I would, I would be, I would be really upset. You're you're banged up going into the game. The game's over, and you're still gonna overload me with touches. I mean, come on, dude! Unnecessary hits. Now, if you need one positive from this game, your offensive line, with you know, not by choice, at the guard position. Come on, and out of position. Come on, you know, props, props, just a little bit, a little bit of grace to the. See here, he's playing on the right side. He he yeah, deserves to be on the should left be side. on
0: the right side at right tackle.
1: But if I'm going to give you anything to make you feel a little better, the Colts rank second in the league in tackles for loss. They're good. They got 84 tackles for loss. They got four guys that are in the top 25 wow. in tackles for loss. That's impressive. Hunt, Sheard, Autry, and Leonard. So that should make you feel good. This is a team that can do that sort of deal. But you guys yeah. got pushed around pretty they bad. They got and hopefully bad. Connor Williams... Doesn't have to play much more.
0: Well, Suofilo leaves. He's got an eye injury. Yeah, Redmond he's going to be okay. Yeah, Redmond's not good. Oh, he is. I mean, look, the offensive line was banged up. It just wasn't, you know, that was not the Dallas Cowboys. They just came out. They didn't execute. They were flat. It was a bad game. It was a bad game, and that's what you chalk it up as. I don't think it's one you freak out about. I think they're closer to the team you saw the previous five weeks than that team. We haven't seen that team all year. I mean, it was just a not. You don't have it every week. And they showed what it's like when you show up and you don't have it. And hopefully it's learning experience. I sure prefer that they didn't do that, but it happened. We live with it. We move on. You still win a game and you clinch the NFC East. Let's focus on beating Jameis Winston. He ain't eating a W this week. Get your fingers out your mouth, Jameis, because you're taking an L right up the ass. Wow. You feel good about that? Yeah, they're going to beat him pretty good, I think. Okay. I'm going to go 31-20. Cowboys win. Wow, jumping out of the prediction
1: early. I yeah, like it. A yeah. little a little Tuesday prediction action. Wow. from Right from Zach Walchuk. You're not going to get that anywhere else, ladies and gentlemen. Boom. I, I feel, I would imagine they would bounce back for sure, especially if they get some of their offensive line pieces back. Uh, but the thing that I didn't like is after the game them talking about how this is good for them? They needed this and all this stuff. The I'm Texans like, you know, did
0: the same thing last week. They f- they
1: said the same thing. Yep, like this is good for us. We needed David Clowney. Yeah, after okay. their long
0: what it what was it how many games did they went nine yeah, games in like a row. It was games. it was a long win. Streak. I just
1: don't know the idea. Like I think subconsciously that's what you want, but like to 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 consciously put that out there. Like yeah, we needed this. That is, it was, wasn't sort of the reaction that I was hoping for. You know, I was hoping for them to say, yeah, what the bleep? We didn't show up. We looked like crap. This kind of stuff can't happen. This sucks. We suck today, and we're going to absolutely fix it.
0: There were some of that. Uh, it was just Ezekiel like, Elliott said most of what you said. Demarcus Lawrence said some of it. But, yeah, they also did have the caveat of, hey, well, this is good for us.
1: We'll we needed it. this. I mean you we'll always be better off you've it.
0: always got to try and spin something as negative as that and make it into a positive positive. and I think the only way to do that in that situation is look at the plus side and say, well, we needed that. We needed a bit of a wake up call. We needed some humble pie, which I don't know what it tastes like, but I can't imagine it tastes very good. I can't imagine it tastes very good either. Now, I know that
1: Josh Johnson
0: after his victory
1: over the Jaguars, the Cody Kessler led Jaguars Uh, This this stat came out, and I thought it was incredibly interesting. Now, he got drafted in 2008, Josh Johnson, in the fifth round. Pick 160. So, listen to his journey from
0: 2008 until today. I love Journey. That's a great band. I saw them live in concert.
1: Well, listen to this. He starts out 2008, Tampa Bay. By 2012, San Francisco 49ers. 2012... Sacramento Mountain Lions, then on to the Cleveland Browns, Cincinnati Bengals, San Francisco 49ers, Cincinnati Bengals, New York Jets, Indianapolis Colts, Buffalo Bills, Baltimore Ravens, New York Giants, Houston Texans, Oakland Raiders, San Diego Fleet, whatever the hell that is, and the Washington Redskins. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen stops over the last we'll say ten years. Two of which were the San Diego fleet and the Sacramento Mountain Lions. I'm not sure if that's even football. Yeah. I think really? he actually ventured he ventured in to a completely different sport throughout his ten year run as a Athlete. Professionally.
0: Look, I love you, but the only thing I gathered was Sacramento Mountain Lions.
1: Yeah. Well, don't forget about the San Diego in San Fleet. Diego Fleet. The San Diego Fleet. The rest of
0: it, I could give two shits.
1: I'm just saying. But that is hilarious. That's just, that's 10 years of holy bleep. This well, he guy wasn't has been even everywhere.
0: in the league right until... McCoy gets hurt, and then they sign him off the street. No,
1: before he was before Josh Johnson ended up on the Redskins this year. He was with the San Diego Fleet. So big, big acquisition. Wow, is that a Josh Johnson? What the league fleet, is that in? I, I'm not sure what sport that is, let alone the league. Okay, to be to I be think completely honest, that might with have you. been part of that the fan Sacramento thing. Mountain Lions. I think I got buddies from my high school that are still trying to make it that play for the Sacramento Mountain Lions.
0: The San Diego Fleet is in the AAF.
1: The a- what in the AAF is that? Is that football? The F has to stand for football, or does it just stand for? F-
0: um, the Alliance of American Football is what it is, dude. You know who their coach is? Um, their coach is as my Larry my Copers. puberty comes out. No, no, no. It's a former NFL head coach,
1: June Jones.
0: No. Uh, former NFL head Dick coach, Dick Vermeil.
1: Close. Dave Campo. No. Mike Holmgren. A Mike. Uh, Mike. Uh, Mike. Munchak.
0: No, no, no. Mike. Uh, I said you were close with Dick Vermeil. Close with Dick Vermeil. Kind of Mike. Same. Mike was same. there a Mike Vermeil. There was some Mike Vermeil. Damn. Uh, think um, same team that they coached for. Uh, Mike Martz. Mike Martz. Oh, the greatest show on turf, Mike Martz? Mike Martz is their head Dolphins coach. My
1: Miami Dolphins head coach, mentor Mike Martz? Yes, they are. That's where he ended up?
0: Yeah. Yeah. He the couldn't Alliance, even manage to get to some high school team? The Alliance of American Freaking Football. The Sacramento Mountain Lions? Their season starts on February 9th. Wait, are we talking about the San
1: Diego Fleet or the or the Mountain?
0: No, the San Diego Fleet. I haven't even looked at the Mountain Lions. You haven't looked at the Sacramento Mountain Lions.
1: Okay, so we're not sure if both of these are in the AAF.
0: Let me look at the AAF. Because it might be the in the A-A-F,
1: AAF.
0: Man. Oh, you know who founded this? Mike Martz. Bill Polian. Really? This is a league Dick founded Remille's by uncle. Charlie Ebersol and Bill Polian. Gil
1: Brandt had to have something to do. It hasn't even started yet. Gil Brandt's got his fingers somewhere in this thing.
0: It only begins, like their first season is coming up in February of 2019. No way Gil's not getting
1: a, a cut of this
0: pie. The AAF was announced on March 20th, 2018 by filmmaker Charlie Ebersole. The, a, the AAF will oversee will be overseen. What the AAF? By former NFL GM Bill Polian. Bill! Former Pittsburgh Steelers safety Troy Palamalu. Tepo, And executive J.K. McKay. You're it,
1: just kidding, it, right? No,
0: I swear to God. J.K. McKay. J.K. McKay. Advisors also include... What the AAF is And I don't that. know why the hell you need an advisor, but they've got advisors that also include former Steelers receiver Heinz Ward. And Priest Holmes. And former Giants and Raiders defensive end... Ooh,
1: uh, Chris Canty. Justin Tuck. Justin Tuck was my next guess. Well, wow, that's a hell of a crew there. That's a motley crew. Where's Gil Brandt? Is he the commish?
0: Now, f*** off, Gil Brandt. It's a little disrespectful. I don't know, but guess who the coach of the Orlando team is?
1: The Orlando team, former NFL head coach, Dick Vermeil.
0: No. The old uh, ball coach himself. Oh! Steve? Steve Spurrier. Mr. Spurrier. Steve Spurrier is the head coach of the Orlando (laughs) Apollos. Oh, my God. The Orlando Apollos. The Apollos? The Orlando Apollos? Yeah, and so they've all got NFL associations, which is weird. Okay, no, no, no. This is just the, the coaches' NFL associations. No, it's not. Are we still talk about the AAF. Yeah, we're still. I'm, I'm just blown away by the AAF. I'm sorry that I'm even spending this much Don't time. Don't be. On I'm it. fascinated. And the Sacramento Mountain Lions aren't in the AAF. You're kidding me. No, the AAF consists of eight teams. What the F? There's four in the Eastern Conference, there's four in the Western Conference. The Eastern Conference has the Atlanta Legends, the Birmingham Iron. Oh, I bet they're dope. The Memphis Express, and the Orlando Apollos. Every single one of these coaches is former NFL head coaches, except for maybe one. The head coach of the Atlanta Legends is Brad Childress, also a member of the Red Leather Face Face Committee. (laughs)
1: Yeah, absolutely. And the Hare Island Committee. Oh, yeah.
0: Birmingham Iron is, is led by Tim Lewis. Have you ever heard of that guy? Tim Lewis? Tim Lewis. No. I'm sure there's a lot of Tims out there that are named Lewis. Memphis Express head coach is Mike Singletary. Oh, no way. Yeah, who's been coaching high school football out here in Texas? I guess he's leaving that job. And the Orlando Apollos, obviously, by Steve Spurrier. Now, to the other side, the Arizona.
1: matchup. Can you imagine Mike Martz versus Steve Spurrier? Well, I just
0: can't wait for the Birmingham Iron to take on the Arizona Hotshots. Oh, my God. When is this? The Arizona Hotshots are. That's appointment television. They're led by Rick Neuheisel.
1: No way. Former UCLA.
0: Yeah. Then there's the Salt Lake Stallions. Hell yeah. Led by Dennis Erickson. No way. (laughs) Yes. Oh my God. Former Kane. Yep. San Antonio Commanders, which will be playing in the Alamo Dome. They're led by Mike Riley.
1: See, I have a problem here. Is that Lincoln's brother? He's a hell of a guy. No, I think Mike Riley
0: coached in Nebraska. Got fired by Nebraska a couple years ago. He's related to Pat? No. Lincoln? Just because there's a lot of Riley just doesn't mean, you know. Now, I have a problem with them being
1: the Commanders when they could have easily been the Conquistadors. Or the Commandos. Well, I can't argue with either one of those, but I think the San Antonio Conquistadors sounds way cooler than the Commanders. By the way, I did some research. Journalism at its finest. The Sacramento Mountain Lions, professional American football team, and the United Football League, the UFL that's still a thing. What the UFL? I don't know. Uh, it says was uh, they were a professional American team, so it seems like that's past tense. And it also looks like Dante Culpepper at one point made a made a flexing appearance <laughs> uh, with the Sacramento <laughs> Lions jersey on. It seems as though they may have signed him. I wonder if his first pass the United was slipped league. out of his hands as uh, uh, just like his his first pass in a Dolphin yeah, uniform. Yeah, so it did. ended in two thousand and other twelve. Way. 2012 it, UFL's done. Well, so
0: it used to be like, obviously, the UFL tried to be a thing.
1: And then the AAF came over, took over, and this, put the freaking bleep on him. Justin Tuck whipped it out on oh the table man. and said, Get out of here, UFL.
0: I don't even, I mean, the,
1: the Me and Mike the old ball coach, are coming to pick your ass. Years later.
0: Me and Rick Neuheisel. The UFL folded in 2012. Geez, you learn something new every day.
1: Wow, the Sacramento Mountain Lions had a three year run. At one point, Dante Culpepper was on the roster. Geez, the
0: Sacramento Lions.
1: Oh, and Josh Johnson. Man, that's a hell of a that's a hell of a run for the Sacramento Mountain Lions. You go from Dante Pepper. He passes the torch to Josh Johnson. Next thing you know, Josh Johnson winning football games the NFL.
0: Man, there were even less teams in this league. There's only five. Now my math is terrible. There were six. I'm so
1: happy we just went into a Josh Johnson
0: rabbit hole. The Florida Tuskers the Hartford Colonials. Wow. Who's oh. leading
1: the Colonials?
0: Uh, Jerry Glansville. Glansville? Jerry Glanville. Yeah. Glanville? Yeah. Oh, man. Dude, the Florida Tuskers, their last coach was Jay Gruden.
1: You're kidding. I swear to Wait, God. Wait, is this
0: Arena League? No, it was an Arena League from 2009 to 2010. So keep in mind, like this Are league, you kidding me with the potatoes? This league folded in 2012. And some of these teams, I don't understand how only... Wait, Jay Gruden was with the Colonials? Half the league ended in in, in 2010. With the, Hartford? The other few years kept playing. Poor Jay Gruden and, and Jerry Glanville's teams all decided. Do they, they even have forks in Hartford? We're though. Nah, man. I don't he, think they have he didn't have enough. He, this was not the best, man.
1: He could have had. This <laughs> was, was not
0: <laughs> the best, man. With the gravy in, in Hartford. He did not enjoy his time with the Florida Huskers. Not good, man. Or the Las Vegas locomotives. Are you kidding me? The Las Vegas locomotives. Jim Fossil was their head coach. Wow. The old Giants head coach. And the Fossil Gil Brandt's the yeah, coach, and right? And Did the you Omaha. That? No. The Omaha Nighthawks. Then there's the Sacramento Mountain Lions. And then there were the Virginia Destroyers. Wow. Who Kurt Schottenheimer. The,
1: the, the Virginia Destroyers? Think about how that could be changed.
0: Good lord. <laughs> 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 the Virginia. <laughs> Destroyers. We're, the, we're the
1: Virginia Destroyers. We destroy
0: Virginias all the time. Yeah, so I apologize for that. Don't little... bring your Virginia around us. We will destroy it. That little segue, you sick bastard. <laughs> that was incredible. The names. Wow. The, I, I wonder what these XFL teams are about to be called.
1: Well, it's going to be the Triple XFL if the Virginia Destroyers have anything to say about it. So the Indianapolis Colts, back to them for a second. All they got to do is beat the Giants and beat the the Titans. The Titans? And if Pittsburgh or Baltimore lose one, they're in the playoffs. This would be the first time the Colts, or this would be the second time since 2002 that uh, that a team starting one in five made the playoffs. Wow. The only other team to do that was 2015 Chiefs. I thought that was pretty cool.
0: You know what, Eric, the Dolphins have not been eliminated yet. Okay, yeah, I know.
1: We're still in the hunt. That's where we live. That's our home. We'll be in the hunt, like I said, <laughs> until week seven. There's still seven. We
0: inevitably lose at Ralph Wilson Stadium in, in the Blizzard of Buffalo. A bleeping hunt by probably double digits. And Josh Johnson and the Redskins are still in the hunt. The Eagles and Redskins at seven and seven. There's just a game out from the Vikings. Wait,
1: Josh Johnson, you, you're talking about the former Sacramento Mountain Line? Yeah, that the former
0: Sacramento, just to bring it full circle. They're, they're still in the hunt. And even though the Panthers lost to the Saints in what was also, in my opinion, an ugly game, I thought it would be better. They're 6-8 and, and still on the hunt.
1: Dude, listen, the AFC is just incredible.
0: The AFC is definitely the better conference, which I don't think uh, anybody thought coming into this year. Well,
1: just the, just the amount of bleep that could go on between well, now. Well, it's a deeper
0: conference. I mean, you've got the Colts and Titans both at 8-6. I mean, the Cowboys are a division leader in their 8-6. Well, you got the 11-3 Chargers in the wild card. Yeah, which is insane. And the Chargers, honestly... Right now, if you want to say they're the best team in the AFC, I'd I won't say, fight you. I agree with you. I won't fight you on it. I mean, they ben, just they just won three straight games without Melvin Gordon, who might be their best player. Yeah, well, they had
1: seven starters out in the game against Kansas City the other night, and we know they
0: won that game. That's crazy. And, and they should they stole that game. I mean, they, they rallied that, that they looked dead and buried yeah. well, halfway through Rivers, the fourth baby. quarter of that game.
1: That's good, old Phil. I love it.
0: It's crazy. Oh, and, uh, and how about the, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens?
1: Dude, this team just, they they run the ball seemingly 100% of the time, and he ran the ball, I think, another 17 or 18 times this week for like 90 yards. No one's ever done the kind of thing that he's done where he just literally runs the ball over 15 times every single game.
0: No, and that's a thing that I think once you get into the offseason and people are able to kind of like watch what the Ravens are doing now and watch Lamar Jackson, when he comes back next year, if he doesn't figure out how to throw the football and make plays with his arm that's not going to work.
1: Well, it's certainly, it's certainly uh, you know, we talked about it last week. It's not something that can be sustained. Not at all. This is this is not something that can be sustained. But you've we've seen it with RG3. You can win for at least a short time in the NFL with just sheer speed and athleticism from the quarterback
0: position. Totally agree with you. You can
1: absolutely do that. And so that's what he's doing right now. And it's third and one, and I'm going to just take the snap, and I'm going to run to the edge. And I'm just faster than everybody, and I'm going to get the yard. And I can win games doing that. I can make the playoffs doing that. I can. I he can like this season. The, the The Ravens are not a team you want to face with the defense that they have and the running game that they have. That's a tough. That's a tough out no matter what. But How about this? that's certainly not going to last.
0: If the pay, if the uh, playoffs started today, your wild card round matchups in the AFC would be Baltimore at New England. Wow, New England crapping themselves. That's a game Baltimore could win, and the Chargers in a rematch in Pittsburgh which was an oh, awesome game. Oh gosh, an that's just awesome a nightmare game a few weeks ago.
1: That 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 3 seed in the AFC is the nightmare slot right now because well, it's that What's the 4?
0: It's the 4 seed? That plays the Chargers. Yeah, the, the Chargers are the 5 seed, the, the top wild card spot. So the 4 seed will play the Chargers. Why would it, Why did I think the 4 seed played the 6 seed and the fifth seed played I don't know why you thought that. It's the three plays, the six, and the four plays, the five. Or
1: three plays. Oh, that's right. That's right. So you're right. So it's the four seed. Totally correct. The four seed right there in the AFC is, is the slot you, yeah, don't, the slot right you, don't, want. you don't want to be in right now. Because you don't want Phillip Rivers and San Diego getting healthy at the right time and coming into your stadium where they're basically always on the road anyways. So they're as comfy as can be out there.
0: But the Patriots are going to get at least a three seed because they play the Bills at home and the Jets at home to end the year. They're winning both those games. I would imagine. Probably handedly. Probably, and then you look at the Texans. Can the Texans hold on to the two seed? They've got at the Eagles, which after they beat the Rams, I don't think is a gimme. All of a sudden, Nick Foles. I mean, shoot! If they lose that, if they win out, dude, you've got a quarterback controversy on your hands, and you got Nick Foles, who's an impending free agent. That fan base in Philadelphia is going to lose their freaking mind. Oh, God.
1: If if they decide that Nick Foles is better than Carson Wentz, well, they're, they're idiots. a bunch of jackass.
0: They're idiots, but that fan base is going to look at it, and they're going to put pressure on the team and say, we won a Super Bowl with Nick. Look what Carson was doing. We went three in a row with Nick. You put Nick in, we win. Nick. And they're dumb, but that's Eagle fans. That's fact. And they're a stupid organization. Okay. They also play the Jags at home. Which after the Jags blew that game against the Redskins, I'm going to say is a layup victory. Bro, the, the, the Jaguars yeah. are bad,
1: dude. They are they are really freaking bad. Your team Doug, sucks. Doug Marone, listen, my I think we all know my feelings about Doug Marone, and they are now justified. I think I may have apologized to him last year because they made the playoffs. I want to rescind that apology. Absolutely, <laughs> I, I, a year I absolutely later, do not apologize. It didn't even last a full year. It didn't last a full year, and that's why it doesn't count. That's why I can still rescind it. That he is not a good football coach. I knew it from the time I saw his red fat face.
0: Why do you always have to attack fat?
1: Well, he's just he, well, he looks he looks like a human embodiment of a sausage.
0: Hmm. You wouldn't disagree, and you're not disagreeing. I haven't really spent much time looking at him, but I, I'm not going to dispute speaking, you.
1: Speaking of Doug Marrone, this is from Philip uh, Heelman, I think you pronounce it, on Twitter. When uh, Jalen Ramsey was asked about Doug Marone's job security, he said, "I ain't worried about nobody but myself end quote.
0: Jalen Ramsey's also a little that's bit of a my bee. boy,
1: Jay. <laughs> he said I don't give a damn. <laughs>
0: If Coach Morone doesn't care, Hundy doesn't give two I do
1: not care. That is just uh, a boat of confidence. When you
0: say you've lost the locker room to the legendary team, that's that's it right there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty pretty good. I'm not, you know what? I I don't really care. Well, they're the dumbass team
0: that committed to Blake Bortles before the season started.
1: What would you do if you weren't playing football? If I wasn't playing football, um, working construction, ripping six. Yeah. Yeah, they, they. Tied him up for a solid three years. That was brilliant. Really dumb. Really, really dumb. Um, oh, I wanted to give you this as well, uh, with Cleveland doing as well as, as they're doing. Oh, heck
0: yeah. We, we didn't even mention the Brownies' big win in Denver.
1: And they need a very particular set of circumstances to take place in order for them to get the final wild card, wild card spot in the AFC. You want to know who
0: they play? Um, yeah, go ahead and give it to me. So they get the Bengals at home, okay, and then they're at Baltimore.
1: All right, so they need to win both of those games. So that has to happen. And then they need the Colts and the Titans to lose this week.
0: Colts have the Giants at home. I think that's a win for the Colts.
1: Yes, they need the Giants to win that game.
0: And the Titans have the Redskins at home. And they need
1: the Redskins, Josh Johnson, formerly of the Sacramento Lions and San Diego Fleet, to beat the Titans.
0: Well, I'm sorry, Cleveland. I'm not rooting for you.
1: And then the other thing they need is next week when the Titans and Colts play, as I said, this is a very particular Week set of circumstances.
0: It's particular. It's not the best, man.
1: Neither one of those teams can win nor lose. They must tie that game. Oh, well, that's if ridiculous. If all those things take place, your Cleveland football Browns,
0: Greg Williams-led Browns, the Baker Mayfields are in the playoffs. Yeah, I guess with the Steelers beating the Patriots, which never happens, that eliminated them from any chance of winning the division.
1: Also, Warren Sharp. Sharp football on Twitter, a great follow if you haven't followed him already. He has an unbelievable indictment of Todd Haley as an offensive coach. The Browns are 100% in the red zone since firing
0: Todd Haley. Well, who the heck's their offensive coordinator? Because I'd like him in Dallas. It's Fred Kitchens. Fred Kitchens, get your sweet ass over here. That is best in the
1: NFL since Week Nine. So not a tiny sample size. I mean for for basically six games. Seven. Seven games and you've depending been on when domi- the I was, yeah. You've been dominant. The Steelers, okay, for the season or actually since firing Todd Haley. So this was last year that they fired Todd Haley. Yeah, so this is this for this season, the Steelers are 78% in the red zone, which is uh the best in the NFL since 2003. So when both mm. of these teams ridded themselves of Todd Haley as their offensive coordinator, they became awesome in the red zone.
0: Historically awesome. I wonder if the Cowboys rid themselves of one Scott Linehan, if they'll become awesome in the red zone.
1: Yeah, I mean the thing that's honestly when I think about all the things in the NFC, I think about Russell Wilson, I think about Jared Goff, I think about the beautiful face of Sean McVay, I think about I think about Sean Payton and, and, and Drew Brees. I think about all these things in the NFC. The thing that scares me the most for the Cowboys is Scott Linehan.
0: I hate him. And you know what, Scott, you might be a good dude and I'm sorry for saying that, but I'm just sick and tired of it. Yeah. I
1: mean, I, you know what? I'll say it for you cuz I know you're a respectful guy. You you take pride in your professionalism and you don't want to do that to what is now your offensive coordinator, but he ain't mine. So, Scott, you So, um we we talked earlier about Marcus Peters with the Rams, and we didn't get to it. Yeah, do you want to know what McVay said about that? Yeah. Well, let me tell him what, what he did. Okay, please. In case you don't know what Marcus Peters did during the loss to the Eagles at some point during that game, there was a fan chirping at him uh, from the stands, and he was sitting on the bench, and at some point he became frustrated. There's video of this. There's audio of this, which we will get to here in a moment and he basically just walks up into the stands. He's in full uniform. The game is taking place behind him. He walks up into the stands, climbs in there, and looks at the guy and basically says, bleep you, bleep you, challenged him, said, where are you from? You know, what, what do you want to do? He got. He gets into a verbal altercation for about 25 seconds in the stands with a fan. It was brilliant. It was incredible. Marcus Peters, uh, a friend of the show, by the way, is incredible. All right, back to you, Walsh.
0: So... Obviously Sean McVeigh's asked about this. Yeah. The video's gone viral. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. We're, not, we're, not, we're not gonna tell you what was said in that. It's not our place. So.
1: No, I, I I literally have I'm gonna play the audio. Oh, perfect. Yeah, play
0: the audio. Where you from? you from you You mean Okay. So now that we've heard that. Quote, God, that was incredible. Sean McVay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Marcus. I saw the video. I got a chance to talk to Marcus. It was fucking awesome. He knows that we've got to be better in those situations. And we can't allow whatever is going on in terms of that dialogue. But holy f- that was some of the coolest things I've ever seen. To affect our ability to be focused on what is going on during the game and on the field.
1: If he does it again, we'll actually give him a raise.
0: We had a good discussion, and he knows that.
1: That any time he does that... He's making his coach
0: extremely proud. Peters, who has a history of suspension, of course. Chiefs is this find still, him.
1: Wait, is this still Sean talking? No,
0: no, no. Oh, okay. This is just going on. He, he's been fined by the NFL. We get it. Uh, and obviously what you just heard, there was specific wording within that. they went on and said, I wanted to have an understanding of what was going on because all I saw was that video not exclusive to everything else that might have taken place. He and I were able to have that. I like the way that it was that he was able to communicate to me. And I trust that when those situations, if they do arise in the future... Which they probably will. That will handle it differently. So I won't go up into the stands and say that. In my uniform during the
1: game while at work and curse out another fan. Well, listen, I think... Obviously, we don't know what that, that fan said, so... Well, probably nothing good. Probably nothing too flattering, but... I do find it pretty awesome that Marcus Peters did that so thank you Marcus that was awesome bro I wanted to uh, maybe you'll make an appearance in the e-spot you know I think we might get to one of those this week we haven't done an e-spot in a while uh, maybe I'll sneak Marcus in there if he's uh, if he's hitting it right on Friday night
0: I like the way you rhyme that there just a few house cleaning uh, things injury wise Wentz is officially going on IR Foles is starting the rest of the year Frank Gore done for the season with a foot sprain how do you feel
1: Frank Gore, foot sprain. Yeah, it was sad. It was sad. The, uh, I think he's the Iron Man is Frank Gore. He is not going to retire. Frank will not go out like that. He will go out on his own terms. And I hope he goes out as a dolphin, but he deserves better. He deserves better.
0: The other thing I just want to hit on quickly before we, we wrap. I mean besides me? Unless you, well, I always hit on you. But the, sh- the story that has been, it really came out over the weekend. That Eli Manning's future with the Giants is uh, not over.
1: Pretty safe, pretty secure. He's the Marvin Lewis of quarterbacks.
0: Pat Shermer, head coach, believes Eli Manning has years left. Plural? Years. Multiple. What? As a starting quarterback. No. Did they not get shut out?
1: This is... Wait, is this is this Did on they the heels just of being get shut out, out or is this right before the shutout? They because- just
0: got shut out. No, no, no. This is afterwards. Oh, this is after well, the shutout. The articles came out before. Shermer reiterated it after. Oh, Sherm. Sure. They got shut out by the Titans, 17 to nothing. Tighten first up, off, baby. historical weekend. The Cowboys and Giants. The football Dallas Cowboys and the football Giants. Both get shut out in the same bleeping day. For the first time ever? I think it's got to be. I'm sure Gil I'll say it is seen that before. I don't even need to ask Gil. I'll say it is. Really? Yeah.
1: You don't think Gil, Britna, Gil Brandt's witnessed a Sunday where the Cowboys and Giants both got shut out? Not
0: on the same Sunday. Really? In
1: yep. all thousands
0: of years that he's watched football? Not on the same Sunday. Jesus. Okay. But maybe the Sacramento Mountain Lions.
1: Now, then you, you couple that with the San Diego Fleet, you're probably talking about a couple of days where they simultaneously got shut out. Except for when Josh Johnson was there.
0: We are the Nosebleed Seeds. Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo. I'm sure everyone can afford to listen to. Like us, subscribe. We'll see you later this week. Enjoy it, everybody. Hugs and hand pounds, everybody. Come, boys. Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> it's a party, everybody.